risen Savior with you today, whether that you be here in our sanctuary or viewing online at home. It is a blessing, the extent of God's presence through the Holy Spirit that we have friends in Virginia watching and friends just all over. And the blessing it is to share this beautiful message with everyone. We do have some announcements coming up. I would like everyone to know this afternoon, beginning at noon, our next-gen gathering is happening. We're going to have some friends here. We have some friends traveling from Rancho Bernardo to come over and celebrate in youth group with us as well. So we're going to have a great time of games and pizza and soda and uh, some new opportunities. So that'll be today at noon. Uh, please remember on Tuesday at 10 is our reflective prayer time through the book Soul Talk, as well as uh, Tuesday night. We'll have an announcement about that in a few minutes, but so many wonderful things. Um, the prayer show ministry will be meeting tomorrow at 1 p.m. And also Wednesday, please remember Wednesday, we're, we're on a new path this year. We in November, I'll be calling a meeting of our finance committee to prepare the 2024 budget. So if you have requests that you want to be considered for that, and I, I need to use the word considered because we need to look at the reality of the results of our stewardship campaign in these things. And some requests may match, some may be a little lower, and some may get a letter from the pastor saying we love you, but but we're going to move into some wonderful conversations over this as well. So please remember that. Next Sunday, and this was put in our newsletter, next Sunday, if you are new to the church or just want a chance to have some wonderful Escondido-made homemade cookies... <laughs> Uh, next Sunday, following worship, we're going to have cookies with the pastor. So we'll have a time of uh, cookies and coffee and conversation with me. And we'll be uh, in prayer together. If you're new to the church, it'll be a chance to ask questions about joining. So that'll be next Sunday following worship. Please remember, um, also Sunday, November the 15th, we got to set our clocks back. Uh, Friday... Uh, November the 10th, we'll be meeting at Cafe Rosarita for Lunch Bunch. Our next Together Worship meeting will look at our different ways of responding to Christ's presence, and that'll be on November the 12th. And um, Brother Benno's, please remember Brother Benno's for Monday the 13th. See Mike and Mary Lou for that. And reach an all the way out in December, but these are two December, important December dates. We're going to have the Holiday Bazaar on December the 2nd, as well as our Hanging of the Greens. And Sunday, December the 3rd, we'll have a potluck after church, and our District Superintendent, Sandy Owine, will be here to go with us through our all-church conference. Uh, so that is all the announcements that I have, but I would like to ask Kelly to come forward to give you an update on our gathering with Operation Hope this Tuesday evening. So Tuesday, we'll be going to the homeless shelter Operation Hope in Mesa and providing the meal. Um, I think Effie has already 
got everything um, we need for the meal. So we will be meeting here around 3.45 to start cooking. If you guys want to help, we can take two additional people to serve. And of course, we'll accept donations. So So it's, it's been an exciting time. Last month was our first time there at um, Operation Hope, and it was just a really emotionally, spiritually fulfilling experience. Wonderful conversations, sharing food, sharing uh, care. It was just a great time. I do have one more announcement to make that we have the blessings of having uh, Claire Williams here today, who is at one of the leaders of Open Space Ministries. Our, our stewardship focus today is our connectional ministry and care for the children and teens, not just at North Coast, but also throughout the South District. So Claire and Hunter will be sharing some things with you during the sermon. And what a great blessing. I can kick back and have a cup of coffee for 20 minutes instead of talk. So thank you for blessing me with that as well. As we move into our time of prayer, I, I ask you to hold out prayers for this worldwide situations that exist within conflict and worry. I ask you to hold out prayers for Crystal, who is at home uh, sick this morning. And is there any other prayer requests that we need to lift today, Marie? Okay, Ron? Ron. Okay, prayers for Ron and his cancer journey. Uh, uh, Kelly? That's traumatic. Uh, prayers for Paul Tillery, who is at Palomar Hospital right now, and they are trying to work on some heart rate issues for Paul. Yes, right? Yes, I, I got to see Mary on Friday. and If you didn't know she was sick, you wouldn't know it. But she's in a, a phase of uh, physical re rehabilitation right now that will take a little bit of time. Any other prayer requests? And as we know, sometimes the prayer requests that are not spoken are the most deepest and the most concerning. So we hold those as well. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for the many ways that your presence shines in our lives. Be with us today, Lord. In your son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen.
songs. If you want to come forward and sing with me, please do. Sing of your love forever. 
Jesus, Lamb of God. 
Sing to our God of strength and might. Sing to our God of grace and hope. Sing songs of praise, glory, and joy. Sing songs of grace, hope, and love. Sing to our God with songs of praise. Sing to our God with songs of grace. against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen hear this word of assurance as we journey the footsteps of faith continue to look for the shepherd's staff guiding the way 
Our scripture reading for today is found in the book of St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. Jesus calls his first disciples. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once, they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Such a blessing to be able to celebrate with you today in this time of worship, and it's a greater blessing for me to share this space to, for other voices to be heard. As you look at this scripture today, there is an immediate focus that Christ provides on the necessity of passing the voice on to others. Opening the opportunity for there not to be one singular voice to lead the way, but a collection of voices and spirits to guide in a message that can touch lives, transform lives, and move lives. It's a blessing to share this space this morning. All of the stewardship messages that I have been a part of, that I have had my voice a part of, has held this focus on what it means to create other leaders to carry a message. When I spoke a few weeks ago, we shared about the connectional system of the United Methodist Church, and we talked about the ways that even a small church in Oceanside, California, can have a major impact on rebuilding efforts throughout the world. It's the empowerment of the others and the empowerment of their gifts that those gifts can be passed on and used in such a way that other lives can be touched and transformed. Today we celebrate that message of stewardship as we celebrate a connectional ministry that is taking place here in the South District. Many of our youth activities that Cheyenne Hunter and others have participated in have been enriched by our connectional system of the South District. Honor, Cheyenne, and I went to district days at the beach over the summer. This past weekend, Hunter and I celebrated in a district Halloween dance gathering in Rancho Bernardo. These connectional systems make it possible when our churches that may not have larger gatherings, it creates the opportunity of inspiration so that the smaller gatherings can have a larger group feel and maybe feel inspired to invite others to join in on the fun. Today we get to celebrate a very specific organization within our South District that is expanding the fun for anyone who needs a place to be heard, anyone that needs a place of comfort, anyone that needs to be reminded they are truly loved by Jesus Christ. 
So I'd like to introduce you right now to my very, very dear friend, Claire, and you'll be able to hear from Hunter as well for a few moments in this conversation. Claire, please come forward and share with our community the blessings of a open space. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So you're going to have to bear with me. The only time I've ever guest preached was during COVID, and I could take a video of my sermon and then edit it and retake it if it didn't go well, and I didn't have to see anybody's reactions. Um, so this is my first time with a live studio audience, so I hope you're a patient and grateful with me this morning. Um, would you all pray with me? Most gracious God, Fill my words with your spirit and your message and open our ears so that we can hear what you have to say to us this morning. Amen. All right, so Pastor Drew's invited me to share with you a little bit about Open Space Ministries, which is a ministry that I've been a part of for many, many years, um, and a new ministry to the South District, but not very new to our conference. Um, open Space is a place for people who are looking for a life of faith in community, but don't feel like they are comfortable going to a church or a traditional church or don't feel like a church has a space for them. Um, and there are many, many different stories of open space because there are many, many people who've been involved in the creation and the building and the ever-changing nature of our ministry. And so instead of trying to fit all of those stories into one single sermon for you or trying to give you a big history lesson, I decided that the best way to tell you about open space as I know it is to share a little bit of my story and how open space has shaped me. So my journey of faith looks a lot like anybody else's who's grown up in the church. I was baptized in the United Methodist in the same church that my dad went to growing up and the same church that my grandparents had gone to for many, many years. I went to Sunday school and I learned about Jesus and I went to our pre-youth group uh, we called Club Rock. I was forced to join the bell choir and the youth choir and the youth band. Um, and as soon as I was old enough, I joined the youth group and I absolutely loved it. Our church had a super active youth group with many, many youth, despite the fact that we could not save one. We could not hold on to a youth director to save our lives. Um, but we all really loved each other and we loved spending time with each other. So even if we didn't have a stable leadership always, we always had stable youth that showed up. And throughout all of this, the seeds of my faith were sown. Um, I became a Christian because of all of these opportunities that I got at my church to build community and to learn about Jesus. But I wasn't really there to learn about God more than I absolutely had to to participate. Um, it was more than it was expected of me to go to all of these things. And I really liked spending time with my friends at church. So I went and I sort of learned about God tangentially because I was there. Um, but it wasn't the place where I learned to be a disciple. Um, so my church had all of these incredible opportunities for youth and for, uh, children. But as soon as you graduated high school, there was nothing, there was no young adult space. It was either you go to Bible study with your parents and your grandparents, or you show up for church on Sunday and you leave and there's not really much else that we have. Um, and most of our youth, as you might expect, chose the nothing option. Um, they didn't really want to go and go to Bible study with our moms and our dads and our grandparents. Uh, I think understandably so, maybe. Um, but 
Luckily for me, at the time that my friends and I were graduating high school, there was this pastor down the street at the other local United Methodist Church, a mile from my local United Methodist Church, um, that was noticing that there was a lack of space for young people, uh, especially young adults in the church. And she had learned about this thing that was had newly been formed called Open Space at a conference. And she thought, this could be something. I could try this in the Inland Empire. I'm uh, my home church is Upland United Methodist Church. She was a pastor at Ontario United Methodist Church. And there was a ton across our communities. There was quite a few young adults and just people in general who didn't feel like the church had a space for them. And she heard about this open space thing and said, let's give it a try. So she decided to start Open Space Inland Empire. We call our groups chapters because um, we have different chapters around Southern California and at different times in uh, our iteration, we've had different chapters around the country, um, but they're all part of the same group. And Open Space started, I wasn't part of this original group of open space that created the foundation, uh, but I really got to benefit from it because when I graduated from high school and moved away to college, I sort of took a step back from my faith life. Um, and I really needed to take time to deconstruct whether this was a faith that I wanted and chose for myself or this was a faith that I just grew up into. Um, and so I took a step back, but my friend invited me when I was home for one of my holiday breaks. Uh, I, don't, I don't know which one. I was home from college for a break, and my friend who stayed home for college invited me to go to this open space thing, and I figured it was worth a try to check out. Um, and from that very first meeting they hooked me, I was hook, line, and sinker. I was in. Um, so every single open space chapter you go to has four values, and they're actually in our bulletin today. We believe our core values are inclusivity, authenticity, accountability, and Christ-centered. First is inclusivity. We believe that open space is a place where we want you to feel not just welcome, but wanted. No matter who you are, where you're at in your life, what you believe, who you love, you are wanted at open space. Our next value is authenticity. Authenticity means showing up as you are. We very much believe in the model of coming as you are. Um, you are very empowered to share your true self in a space where we will meet you where you're at and we are happy that you're here with us. Our next value is accountability, which I think is probably our scariest value because no one really, really wants to be held accountable all the time. Um, but it's actually, I think, one of our most beautiful values. It's the idea of tell us who you want to be, tell us how you want to grow in your life and in your faith, and we as a community will help you get there. And sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it's not, but it's always beautiful. And our last value is Christ-centered, um, because Open Space is a Christian ministry with deep roots in the United Methodist Church. We're modeled after the original ministry of Jesus and the early Methodist movement, and we're really proud to be Christians. And a lot of progressive spaces, especially for young people who are trying to move away from the feeling of a traditional church, have a hard time loudly proclaiming that we're Christians. But at Open Space, everything that we do is modeled in and rooted in the teachings of Christ, which does not mean that you have to be a Christian to be with us, but it does mean that you will get um, that original teaching and the original ministry of Jesus when you're with us. And the commitment to these values and the ways that these values show up in every single open space gathering is really why I stayed and why I kept coming back, even if I couldn't 
really pinpoint that at the time. Those values are ever present in every gathering that we go to. And by holding fast to these values, open space creates an intentional space for people to explore their faith life really actively. So the community is so intentional about fostering faith exploration and authentic community that it's literally impossible not to see God in it. We start every uh, Bible study meeting that we have with the Wesleyan questions of how is it with your soul and how is your life with God? which makes it quite literally impossible not to think about where God is moving in your life. Uh, and especially if you're anticipating answering that question every week, you're going to be looking in your life for God. So these values help create what we call a brave space at open space. We're not just a safe space, right? You are safe when you come to open space. You're safe to be who you are and um, be accepted for exactly who you are, but you're also pushed to explore your faith and you're held accountable for the ways in which you want to grow. Um, and it creates this space where you have to grow. You are beautifully planted in the soil of community and these values that allows you to grow in your life. And this space for me, and I know for many others, is the space where we learned how to go from just being Christians to being disciples. It's where I learned how to participate in my own discipleship and not just sit by as people were trying to teach me, but actively be a participant in what it means to follow Jesus. And it's also where I learned how to participate in other people's discipleships, how to help others find their most faithful way to following the change of Christ. And it was also the first place where I ever felt called to do either of those things. So in the story that we just read, Mark 16, uh, Mark 1, six, sorry, 16 through 20, we see Jesus's very first act of discipleship. He's calling his very first disciples. He's walking along the sea. He sees these fishermen, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and he says, drop your nets and follow me. And they do exactly that. They leave behind their careers, their lives, their families. They drop their nets, and they follow Jesus. And then we see the same exact thing happen with James and John, and there are no questions asked at least in this version of the gospel. And the story actually shows up in all four gospels. Um, um, but in Mark, there's no questions asked. They drop their nets and they follow. So I really wish that it was one, that easy to hear Jesus's call in my life all the time, and two, drop whatever I'm doing and follow wherever he's telling me to go. Um, but unfortunately, that's not really helpful it works right now. Um, in our lives, we talk, and in our church, in the church, we often talk about like calling, right? And it's often in the context of career. Where is God calling you to do work in the world? What is your calling in life is often synonymous with what is the career that you're going to choose? Um, and I think that there's lots of different calls and lots of different places where you're called to go in life. But in this gospel story, Jesus's call is very specific and it doesn't really have anything to do with the Jesus' call is a two-part call, right? One, follow me. And two, be fishers of men, which I think is a really punny way of saying uh, help others figure out how to follow Jesus as well. So these fishermen answer the call by dropping their nets and following Jesus. And our very first call as Christians is this call. This is our first call. This is also Jesus' first call of disciples. Our call from Jesus is one, to be a disciple. 
to follow the teachings of Christ in the most faithful way that we can, and two, help others figure out how to do the same. And this looks different for everyone, right? You can be a disciple in, in so many ways, and there are so many ways to help aid in the discipleship of others. But for me, open space was a place where I was able to follow out his call, to really drop what I was doing and follow Jesus. Open space has continued to keep me grounded in my faith and in my discipleships through the hardest times of my life, through pandemic and even now as we're coming out of pandemic and trying to figure out how to live in a fast-paced life again after slowing down. It's been one of the most rewarding communities I've ever been a part of, both in the ways that it's developed my faith as a Christian and as a disciple, but also the ways in which that part of my life has had rippling effects and helped me in my life outside of the church um, and also sewn those two lives together. So in the past year, I found myself living in North County. Um, and there's so many young adults that I've met in many different church communities as I've started my uh, life here in North County that I feel like could really, or I, I felt could really benefit from this kind of intentional space and this kind of intentional discipleship work. Um, I've been a part of open space and we were on Zoom in the pandemic and it was really beautiful, but our Zoom community was sort of dwindling. And all of a sudden I found myself here in North County with so many people who needed this kind of space. So Pastor Brogan Hunt and I, who Pastor Brogan Hunt uh, is a pastor over at Escondido First UMC and has also been a leader in open space since its very beginning. Um, she and I were sort of sitting together one day dreaming and talking about how open space in North County could really be something good. And it really felt like our next most faithful step in our discipleship journey for both ourselves and for the community that we've sort of cobbled together um, trying to find this intentional faith space. And so we dreamt about what it would be like for us to take the time to really start something beautiful and sow these seeds of an open space chapter in North County. But we did not have the funds to do it. Um, ministry is hard and it also sometimes takes money, which is what you guys have been talking about, I think, this whole month about stewardship. That ministry takes support and a lot of that looks funny. Um, and we did not have the financial funds to start an open space chapter or to be able to give someone, um, to financially compensate someone for their time that it takes to begin a new ministry. So we were dreaming about this and I really was exploring my own call to ministry and opening up that door again, um, which is something that I've been exploring for a while and it sort of shut that door, but I was ready to open up that door again and figure out what it would to do ministry again. And I didn't have the, uh, I was not financially stable enough to donate my time to do this, but I really felt like this is where God was calling me and this is where I was being called to follow Jesus. And so we decided we would throw out a Hail Mary and we sent an email to uh, Reverend Denise Barnes, who's the head of Justice and Compassion Ministries in our conference. And we said, we told her exactly what we had been dreaming about. Open space, she knew a little bit about open space because we've been around in the conference for a little while, but we really wanted to tell her about how open space could benefit the people of North County. Um, and so we sent this email saying, 
here's what we want, here's what we're looking for, is there any way you can help us? Um, and we got a response, which I'm going to let Hunter share a little bit about his experience with this, because uh, little did I know and little did Pastor Brogan know that the conference and Denise were actually already in talks with Hunter and Pastor Drew about a call that Hunter was experiencing of his own. So I'm going to let Hunter come and share about that call. So we're gonna kind of start again with Belshazzar. So one day I came up when I got after church at the Lehab with all the Gates Great Alliances together. And I was kind of wondering at the time right now it would make sense to have one within the church. So he wrote an email to get online <coughs> and to Reverend Denise Foster. And we went and we had lunch with them to talk about the site to make a safe space that no matter what you can feel welcome and that you belong. Barnes, uh, we got a call and she was so excited that these 
exactly what Hunter was saying is something that uh, open space could do. Um, so we met with Hunter and Pastor Drew, Brogan and I, and we heard Hunter's dream and we told him about open space and our values and the kind of ministry that we do. And uh, we all collectively agreed that this is where God was calling us next. Um, for the most part, open space has been a ministry for young adults because that's mainly the community that feels like there's not a space for them in the church. But this was a new opportunity for us to do discipleship and to be in a faith community with a new group of people that were calling to us. So we started not just an open space North County Young Adult chapter, we also decided we were going to start an open space North County Youth chapter, which is our first ever youth chapter, and it's going super well. Um, and once we had this meeting, the things started moving really quickly. Everything fell into place. We have, uh, we found an incredible leadership team in our community to help us launch these new ministries. Um, Paul Wilson right here, he's my brave co-leader of Open Space Youth. Um, and he stepped up so quickly and said, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is something I want to do with you. Um, and we found a group of young adults in the community who really needed this space. And we've been growing our young adult community. We found uh, open space generally meets in uh, a third space, right? We don't meet in the church. We meet out in the community um, because we really believe in meeting people where they're at in ministry. And if you're not comfortable to come in the church and our ministry is for people who aren't comfortable at a church, we're not really gonna meet at a church. So we meet at breweries, which uh, is obviously not gonna work for our youth group. So that put a little uh, spanner in the works for us. And luckily we were able to reach out to um, this United Methodist Church who, if you haven't seen it, they've just built a very beautiful building for their church. And they had extra space. And we told them the things that we're trying to do and what our ministry is about, um, very similarly to what I just told you today. And they were so happy to give us the space. And so we've been meeting at our youth group um, and we were able to launch and we've been meeting regularly since April. Um, our, we're growing in numbers slowly but surely. We started with one youth hunter and now we have four regular attendees, um, which is honestly, I'm very proud of. So the ways that all of this came together was incredibly serendipitous. Everything came together so quickly once we decided that this is where God was calling us. And what this has taught me, and all of this experience has taught me, especially looking back, is that when you listen to where Jesus is calling you, when Jesus says, drop your nets and follow, and then you do it, and you take your most your next most faithful steps in following that path that Jesus is leading you down. God works in mysterious and wonderful ways. Can you pray with me again? Most gracious and loving God, be with us as we go out into the world and try our very best to go where you call us. Help us to listen to your call to be disciples and to spread the good news with those who hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> So as we look at the connectional efforts of this work, we see the roots of our Christian development, Christ calling disciples immediately. We see a journey much like John Wesley and George Whitfield going to the burger joints and the breweries 
to share a message. So Claire, thank you for sharing that. Let's move into our time of communion and let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, as you call us to serve, you called us within these acts of the Eucharist. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he shared the message of a journey that extends to others. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Christ took the bread, he raised the bread. He shared it with others and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. Christ's body serving a need that empowers other bodies to be the hands and feet. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took the cup, he raised the cup. He shared it around with those around him and said, drink from this all of you. This is the cup of my covenant for now and for always. As often as you drink from this, do it in remembrance of me. As we celebrate a covenant that empowers many to be voices for many, to share a message to all. Today, precious God, as we celebrate these gifts of bread and cup, we ask them to be as your body and blood for us, surrounded by your Holy Spirit, as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. God, please make these gifts of bread and cup be as your body and blood for us. Help us be as your body for others as we serve the message of your love. In your son's precious name I pray, amen. Today as we move into this time of Holy Communion, we serve an open table in United Methodist Church. That means all are welcome to come forward to receive Please come forward now to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ.
God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. hear your challenges, to give you all the things that are yours. Help us remember that all we are and all we have are gifts to be shared in your love and service. Amen. So of response, shine, Jesus, shine. Jesus shine, fill this land with your Father's glory, blaze, spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire, flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy, send forth your word, Lord, and let them be light. Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of your darkness. Shining. Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us, set us free by the truth you now bring us, shine on me, shine on me, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with your Father's glory, place, spirit, place, set our hearts on fire. 
Amen. Amen. 